Hello, my friend. This is Clyde. God saved the best for last. There's no mystery in my location. I'm here in Jamaica to attend a wedding, and you are going to hear two main sounds in this message. My voice and the coordinated musical feature of rural Jamaica, the crowing of roosters. It is simply amazing. I reckon that long before the rising of the sun each day, the roosters entertain and disturb, simply doing their thing. It's like this. Folks raise chickens mainly for food, and the chief chicken is a rooster. In a village or community where there are several roosters, this feat of nature occurs every day. They do not ask permission. <laughs> they do not rehearse. They do not take a vacation. They simply announce the dawning of a new day by crowing. One starts the chain of crowing and it goes on for hours, at least until someone from each family gets up and feeds the, fam the roosters. Incidentally, part of this beautiful experience is that you will never, ever hear a hen crowing. That's just the way it is. I did say I'm here to attend a wedding and that is what I would like to talk about. The first wedding in human history is recorded in the Bible, specifically in Genesis 2. God is undeniably brilliant. As the story goes, he made a man first and placed him in a setting, but God acknowledged that the man was lonely, meaning he needed a companion to not just add value to his life, but to carry out one of God's brilliant plan, the continuation of the human race. So God made a woman while the man was sleeping. It has always fascinated me that the man was sleeping while God was working. I believe that this was one more piece of God's creation that did not require the opinion of or participation of a man. God made a complete being, the woman, without Adam's input, which suggests that whatever God created was not an error. It was exactly as God intended it to be. The man called her woman to distinguish her from himself, from man, and the distinction was not just obvious, but it was with purpose. Imagine two beautiful elements of creation in this lush, lush setting called the Garden of Eden. Well, God is now going to stamp purpose on what he created. Now that Adam is no longer alone, now that there is a woman on earth, God then performs the first wedding, and out of that ceremony, he decreed the principle, practice, and purpose of marriage. Listen to the architect, the creator, the maker, as he simply outlines his plan of marriage. That is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. Genesis 2 verse 24. The principle is that marriage requires two active, living, obedient humans, a man and a woman. The man is raised by his mother and father and attains a level of maturity where he is now ready to step into a new phase of life. It is not automatic. It is not simple. Marriage is a practice that requires thought, willingness, and commitment.
The man leaves his family and he is united to his wife, or as the King James Version says, he cleaves to his wife and they become one flesh. Elsewhere in the Bible, we read that the man who is married should love his wife. If this man is leaving his mother and father, it suggests that he has found someone in the community who he is desirous of being his partner in this new phase of life. That someone is a woman who will become his wife. That is the principle that God decreed. The love that he has for this woman causes him to leave the life he was used to, the life that sustained him, the life that modeled what he is now entering into. He is about to be married to this woman he loves. But notice that the love is not just about leaving his parents. It speaks to a union. It speaks to future. It says that this man who loves this woman is going to express and sustain that love for this woman by cleaving to her, by uniting with her, by joining with her. But here's the thing. Marriage is dynamic and elsewhere in the Bible, it says that a husband should love his wife and the wife, the woman he loves, should submit to him. And here is a secret. This is a mirror, a representation of the relationship between Jesus and the Christian community. It is not a passive submission. Rather, it is her sincere and intentional response to his love. Exciting. She experiences love of a husband and he experiences submission from his wife. And the two then operate in godly purpose. The purpose of marriage is the one flesh experience. He leaves parents. He cleaves or unites with his wife. And he and her together become one flesh. Not one idea, not one experiment, not one trial. Listen, one flesh is permanent in purpose because it is out of the one flesh. It is out of this complete entity that will come future children. It is in this permanent creation that the one flesh experiences the joys of sex. Sex is described in the Bible as an activity that comes out of the one flesh reality. The Bible says that when these two experience sex, they become one flesh. So based on the logic of God, the author of the Bible, sex is what God gives solely to a man who has left his mother and father and becomes united with his wife, his one flesh person, and they have sex happily ever after. It is no joke. It is a God thing. I want to close with something that is more than a footnote, something that is not a tag on. It is a logical conclusion. In Matthew 19, we read Jesus defending all that I just described from Genesis 2. Jesus not only endorsed, not only underscored emphatically, but he seals marriage with this irrefutable, timeless statement. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate.
Did you know that God not only created the institution of marriage, but God actively participates in this enterprise of a man leaving his parents and uniting with a woman he now calls his wife, and God makes them one. God joins them together as one flesh. Marriage is permanent. Marriage is between one man and one woman. Marriage is created for love and submission. Marriage is one flesh. There is no room in marriage for spousal abuse. No room for engaging in sexual relations with another person. No allowance for abandonment or changing of one's mind. No provision for separation or divorce. God joins the man and the woman together and what God has joined together. No human and no human activity should undo. Marriage is God's business and we do not have permission to revise tamper with, replace, or undo it. This is the word of the Lord.